Welcome to Public Domain Video Theater presented by the great detectives of old time radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Now it's time for this month's episode of U.S. Marshal. The original air date is February 22nd, 1960, and the title is Kill or Be Killed. Deputy Marshal Connors to headquarters. The 9 p.m. report in the Becker Protection Unit. There's no activity. George Becker is in his house. His wife, Marie, was driven to her sister's home by Deputy Wilson. Time of departure was 8.20. Expected time of return, 10.30. That is all. Deputy Rollins, Mr. Becker. Uh, there's been some trouble. What? Well, you'd better open up, sir. My wife? No, sir. Nothing like that. Hmm. Well, what is it? Special just come in from Marshal Dunlop over in New Mexico. Name uh, Henry Becker mean anything to you? Yeah, he's a material witness to the murder of that federal agent. Dunlop's holding him in protective custody. Oh, well, he was. Becker's dead. Killed in his home tonight by person or persons unknown. What happened? Well, Deputy Marshal was found unconscious outside the Becker home. He's in the hospital now. Conditions critical. Anything else? Plenty. Patrol car is missing, but a report just came in that the car was seen five miles from the state line headed our way. All right, alert all details on the New Mexico border. Marshal Morgan. Tucson control to Marshal Morgan. What time was it found? Well, a farmer came across it about 35 minutes ago. He didn't see anybody? No, sir. Just abandoned car. I checked the gas gauge. The tank was empty. All right, you better phone in for the lab crew. We might be able to pick up a few prints. All right, Frank. Frank? Yeah. We got a break. The 
deputy marshal regained consciousness and he was able to identify one of the men who slugged him, Phil Dempsey. He could only give a general description of the other. Hmm. Phil Dempsey. You're a killer, Harry. Yeah? A real lady killer. <laughs> you like me, don't you? Uh, yeah. I like you. How much? What do you mean, how much? I always come back to you, don't I? Yeah, but what if someday you don't? Well, um, then I don't. Oh, baby, you will. <sighs> Maybe they'll go away. Harry, Harry! That's Phil, let him in. Ah, oh, baby, I don't. I said let him in. I've got to talk to you. I'm so tough. Alone. Honey, take a walk around the block. Harry, I don't want to. I said take a walk. I'll take a bath. Harry, we're in a jam. I just heard on the radio. That kid, he was clobbered. Well, he's alive. He's talking. He identified me. Now, every cop in America will be on my tail. What about me? Well, he didn't make a positive identification, but he gave a pretty good description of you. Look, uh, we better get out of this town, huh? Now, just a minute. Oh, where do you get this wee stuff? You go by yourself. What do you mean? I mean, we'll go alone, separately. It's better. It's safer for both of us. In fact, I think I'll hide out out in the farm country. You know, those characters up there have the good habit of not asking too many questions. What about Vera? Now, you just leave Vera to me. I mean, she's a dame, isn't she? Yeah. Now, did you ever meet the dame that old Harry couldn't hand? Hmm? No. Then <laughs> don't worry, huh? I I'm sorry. I'd like to help you, but I can't. Well, he was seen leaving this apartment building yesterday afternoon. I already told you, Marshal. I don't know any Phil Dempsey. All right. Maybe this will refresh your memory. No. Doesn't mean anything to me. Look, there are lots of other apartments in this building. Why don't you try them? We already did. Miss Andrews, it's a serious offense to withhold information, you know. Are you accusing me? Not at all. We're just trying to give you some good advice. Have you got anything to say? If you don't believe me, I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's nothing I can say to help you. All right, Miss Andrews. Thank you. Oh, oh, Marshal, you forgot this. Keep it. We have more. Why should I want it? Doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe it will. In time. Too. Yours? Nope. Just work here. Uh-huh. 
Mister, if you're selling something, see Miss Alice. Miss Alice? Yep, Alice Shelby. It's her place. Not that she's a mind to buy anything, you understand? Lou? Something wrong, Lou? No, Miss Alice. Seems this here fella's selling something or other. My name is Harry Winfield. Yeah. Turned kind of warm. I've got some fresh lemonade inside. Would you like some? I'd like that. Come on in. Uh, no offense meant, ma'am, but well, you're certainly a lot more hospitable than he is. Oh, don't pay any attention to Lou. He's he's just suspicious of people. He's uh, looked after me ever since my father died a few years ago. I guess it gets uh, pretty lonely out here. No. I've got plenty to do to keep me busy. Sure hits the spot. Well, tell me, um, you get to town often? Sundays for church. Well, Lou goes in. More often on business. Of course, with a thing like a telephone around, I, I guess you can always stay in touch. We don't have a phone. Oh, no telephone. What were you selling, Mr. Winfield? Well, actually, I'm selling myself. You see, I'm looking for work. You? Uh, far? Well, it's this way, Miss Shelby. You see, I had to give up my job in Chicago. It was doctor's orders. He said to me, he said, now, Harry, either you can stay in the city and die or get out in the open air, you know, work on a farm someplace where you can build yourself up. So, uh, if you need any help... Well, well, I know that I don't know much about farm work, but I'd be willing to learn. Well, I, I hadn't thought about hiring anybody. Well, maybe you know somebody around here that needs help. No, I, I, I don't. Well, Miss Shelby, I, I certainly want to thank you for your time and the lemonade. See you again.
Yes, ma'am. Well, on second thought, I guess we could use an extra hand. I can't pay you very much. Now, don't you even think about that. And like I said, the, the important thing is uh, my health. You know, Miss Shelby, the minute I saw this place, as soon as I met you, I, I said to myself, I said, Harry, Harry, this is for you. There's some more lemonade inside, if you want some. Sure. That dear Andrew's girl, Frank, she hasn't made one wrong move and it's been over a week now. You could be wrong about her. Yeah, I could be. We're going to maintain that surveillance detail till I find out something more concrete. Okay. You know something, though? What's that? I want to enjoy a meal until we wind up this case. Force yourself, Tom. Marshal's office. Where? How long ago? All right, give me the make of the car and the license number. Yeah. 59, gray, four-door sedan. I got it. License. All right. 2FG965. All right, thanks very much. Bill Dempsey was spotted at a gas station six miles north of Center City. When? Seven o'clock this evening. Station attendant said he was headed towards Center City. Here's the information on the car. Get it on the teletype right away. Then you and I are going down there. Right. Nice night. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand it. What? Well, I, I just don't understand why you've never gotten married. Maybe nobody... Ever ask me? Hmm? You're kidding. Oh, I'm really, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have brought up a personal subject like that. Really, I'm sorry. All right, Harry, I don't mind. Really, I don't. So I haven't known you very long. Me I see. Harry. Hmm? What I said before, but maybe nobody ever asked me to marry them. Yeah. Nobody ever did. Well, then you just never gave them a chance to ask. Yes, I did. They just never asked. I guess we shouldn't be talking. Why, because you don't want to? Because I do. You want to, only you're afraid, isn't that it? Let me go, please. 
But you haven't answered my question. According to the garage owner, the man who left the car was named James Ferris. But his description fits Phil Dempsey to a T. Did he leave an address? No, but he told the garage owner he'd be back at 3 o'clock this afternoon to pick up the car. It's almost that time now. Yeah. Tom, stake on across the street. I'll go back in the garage. Right. Listen to me, please. Lou? Now, would I tell you wrong? Now, listen, Lou. I know what I'm doing. You don't know anything about him. Where did he come from? Why did he come here? Now, listen, Lou. I don't want to know any more about him than I do. Now, you want me to be happy, don't you? Well, sure, but... All right, then, Lou. Now, don't interfere with me, please. This is my chance, my last chance. Now, don't you spoil it. Well, are you going to tell us who was in this with you, Dempsey, or are you going to face it alone? Do I get a break if I do open up? I told you. I guarantee you nothing. <laughs> well, then I got nothing to say. All right, Tom, book him. Come on. Hey, wait, wait a minute. I'm not going to be a patsy. I just sort of went along for the ride. You know, I didn't kill this, what do you call, material witness. Then who did? Harry. Harry Wilton. And he'd use a gun on you as soon as look at you. He's that kind of guy. Where is he? I don't, I don't know exactly. Well, he did say something about going up to the farm country, you know, to lay low. Where's that? Uh, I don't know exactly. You mean that's all you're going to tell us? Sure. I... Oh, wait a minute. There, there is one other thing. What's that? Harry's a ladies' man. Alice. Alice, I can't ask you to marry me. But you did. And I'm going to hold you to it. Mm -hmm. I did, but I'm a fake. I mean, I talk about a honeymoon, a, a trip to Mexico. I couldn't buy you a round-trip ticket to... Tucson. <laughs> well, I can. I've got the money... Hmm? Marriage is a partnership, isn't it? Yeah, but not a one-way partnership. Now, you listen to me. We're going to leave for Mexico just as we planned next Tuesday, and that's that. I... I just don't know what to say. Well, you said Mexico would be better for your health than Arizona? Well, that's true. It... So, Mexico, it is. No, Marshal. No stranger's been near my place in months. Well, if the man I described shows up, you'll notify me. Sure thing. Thank you. Oh, say, Marshal. Uh, yes? Of course, it may be nothing, but uh, I'm just thinking, uh, 
I was over at, uh, talking to Lou Benton the other night, over at the Grange meeting. Yeah? He put on a new hand over there last week. Where's his farm? Well, it isn't Lou's farm. He just works there. Place belongs to Alice Shelby. She's the, the spinster. She's a spinster? Yeah, that's right. Place is about 20 miles down the road here. Uh, you go back this way and make a right turn. Thank you. Oh, can I use your phone? You sure can. You're welcome to, Marshal, but it won't do you no good if you're going to call the Shelby place, because they haven't got a phone. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Where is he? Oh. Harry, is he in the house? What's the matter? Where is he? Well, he went for a walk, said he'd be back in a little while. What's the matter? What are you doing with that? It's better you ask me where I got it. It's his. I found it in his room. Lou, you've got no right to spy on him. <laughs> oh, Miss Alice, where are your senses? Doesn't this mean anything to you? Why does he have a gun? I don't think it's any of our business. You're going to marry him. It's your business. Lou, well, you, you take that gun and you put it right back where you found it. No, Miss Alice. When a man has a gun, it's either because he's afraid of something or he's going to hurt somebody with it. Now, I told you right from the start, I didn't like him. Hello? I want to talk to you. Well, I got to drive to town. We'll talk when I get back. <laughs> Shut up, Jim. I was listening outside. <laughs> I was right about you. Yeah, take a bow. All right, get in. I'll drive you, only not to town. Back! Frank, that's very well... Stay outside. I'll go in the front and try to nail him.
Just like I said he was. No good. No good. That's one of mildly. Harry Wilton was wanted in four states for murder. He almost made it five. Welcome back. This is an odd one. It's one of those stories that often occurred on television at this time where the heroes would be sidelined for the most part to focus on the actions of the criminal and how he was evading escape. From my point of view, the acting and directing by Robert Altman throughout the episode was really well done. On the other hand, so little actually happens other than Harry beginning his seduction of Alice, and clearly he's hooked her, and could pose a real danger, but Marshall Morgan shows up the moment any real tension rises in that situation. All of that minimal action and tension leads to a huge climax in the barn fight, as Marshall Morgan probably faces his most fierce opponent. I don't think I've ever seen him so outmatched, and really in need of an assist, with an opponent who's still determined to kill him after receiving a fatal injury. It's a brilliant action scene that comes out of nowhere in a story with so little movement, but it definitely leaves an impression. Well, that's all for today. Thank you for watching. You can follow us on social media or contact me by email at box13 at greatdetectives.net and be sure to check out our website at greatdetectives.net. If you want even more video theater, be sure to subscribe to us either on YouTube or in the Apple Podcast Store. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like this video. Finally, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters for their support. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.